Blog Talk Radio. I've been paying attention to what's going on out there, man. Yeah. I've been watching you niggas stealing my ways and shit. Uh-huh. And it's getting out of control now. Out of control. I'm going to start telling you niggas like I tell my bitches. Listen. Don't watch me. Watch TV. This is pay-per-view, nigga. You got to pay for this. Hey. First, let me take time to brush my shoulders off. Wait. I had to dust my shoulders all back. Y'all been waiting, been patient, been anxious. Now I here for bring back me your greatness. Yes, the rap I lead, jab I weave, and come back with the same jab times three. I blow smoke to the heaven. I'm so dope it's a weapon. Rap's one big casino. I'm plotting Ocean Eleven. I, I might have sold the least, but I still managed to be most feared by most MCs. It's all authentic, yeah. but you better believe whatever I say, no homo. You can bet your balls I miss it. Mic check one two one two one two. Mic check one two one two one two. Mic check one two. What is this? Santana's back to business. Let's go. Mic check one two one two. Check. Mic check one two one two. Check. Knowledge. 
So just stay tuned for that. But uh, let's get into the quick three. Uh, the first story yeah, in the quick three, it. if you if you if you never heard of the band uh, Panic at the Disco, well, pretty soon you're going to really hear about them because uh, they have recently announced that they're going on tour uh, to support their most recent studio album, which was called Death of a Bachelor. Uh, the tour will begin uh, early next year and will also have opening acts by other a couple other uh, semi-known bands, uh, Mr. Wives and Saint Motel. Uh, the uh, date uh, include a jaunt at, they will be performing at the venerable Madison Square Garden on March 2nd of 2017. They will have shows in Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, uh, also a couple shows uh, in Texas. They will be performing at the Mandalay Bay Event Center in Las Vegas in March. They will hit uh, California for three shows uh, in March. And the tour will end in April in Sunrise, Florida, at the BB&T Center. Uh, pre-sale tickets will go on sale. Will uh, pre-sale tickets will begin this coming Monday, September the 26th, at 10 a.m. local time, which will be 10 a.m. is 10 a.m. in the east and 10 a.m. in the east, things like that. You have to sign up for the mailing list for. Uh, you have to sign up for the uh, Panic at the Disco mailing list on their website, panicatthedisco.com, by Saturday night to get uh, the pre-word, which will be sent out Sunday morning. Uh, and if you don't get it by if you don't get in by Saturday night, then you have to wait for general on-sale tickets to go on sale on September 30th at 10 a.m. But again, uh, Panic at the Disco, their studio album. Death of a Bachelor are getting ready to go on tour, and they're going to be hitting some spot, uh, some spots near you. Uh, unfortunately, there are fans of that band here in the uh, DMV. They will not be uh, coming to the DMV, unfortunately. They will not be here, so uh, you, your best chance is to probably go up to, like, uh, Philly or Pennsylvania or New York to, to check out that band, but they will not be in the DMV. Uh, so there's that. Or go down to Greensboro, North Carolina sometime in March. Uh, the weekend is in the news as uh, we move to our second story in the quick three. Uh, the weekend has announced that has announced the uh, name of his next album, a uh, follow-up to his 2015 breakthrough album, Beauty Behind the Madness. Uh, the singer shared the album's title and cover on his Twitter account uh, uh, just this week, and he also shared uh, today, Thursday. The uh, title track, which features a well-known band, Daft Punk. Uh, the new album features a comic book as cover showing Abe Tesfaye sporting a buzz cut instead of his signature Dreadlock Hawk, which was shot by Nabil Elderkin. Who, which, the Elderkin is a photographer and filmmaker who collaborated with The Weeknd on his 28th video. Uh, so, the... Uh, for those who want to know, the name of the album is called Starboy. Uh, so the, the weekend follow up. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, 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 there are a lot of people. So the, the follow up to Beauty really Behind the Madness will be Starboy. And like I said, the title track, uh, Starboy, which features Daft Punk, he already released that on his Twitter account. And Starboy has an official release date. Of November 25th, so November 25th that will come out. So all you weekend fans out there, look out for Starboy. It will be dropping on November. So till we open those, right in time for right in time for Black huh? Friday. Right in time go. for Black Friday. Right for, there you go. There you go. There you go. And uh, speaking of Daft Punk, uh, we're going to move on to our final story in the quick three. Uh, Daft Punk, the uh, French. Uh, duo band, uh, they attract a certain kind of very, very delicate uh, fan base, far exceed uh, mere record collecting. Uh, a case in point, which is uh, a, uh, found on thump.vice.com, someone actually made a better, stronger Daft Punk helmet. Uh, this uh, detailed custom Daft Punk helmet, uh, it took 
uh, prop-making team love props two whole years to make. It is made out of a gold chrome urethane resin and featuring custom-designed PCB electronics, Wi-Fi, MIDI, motion, audio, interaction, and 250 RGB LEDs. Uh, the picture was posted on the business's uh, website online just a, a couple days ago, uh, and it is a testament to just how much people love the uh, legendary French duo. Uh, so if you want to check that out, again, you can go on thumpthatvice.com. Uh, it was actually uh, on their news. It was actually uh, talked about a couple weeks ago, but as you know, we've been gone for a while. So, yeah, but you can also check out Love Props. Uh, website uh, to check out a picture of the helmet, and I gotta tell you, I'm looking at the helmet, and it is badass. It is truly badass. I like it. I'm I actually gonna post earlier. it in our uh, group. I actually isn't it badass? It yeah, it's badass, ain't it? It's badass. badass. Dot com. Like <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm gonna go ahead and post it right now in our group, which is TSOCS presents Mike Check. Uh, you can check it out right now uh, in our group and just check out the pictures. Like I said, that joke is badass. Like, I'm pretty sure it'll cost a pretty penny to own that, own it, but it, it's badass. I like it a lot. It's awesome. But uh, that's a quick three right here, right here on the Skybox. Uh, well, not Skybox, my check. Jesus, I've got my days all confused, though. <laughs> this is what happens when you only do one show a week for like a month. <laughs> but uh, right here on my check. And we're going to move into our first topic of the day. As you know, in our second half hour, we're going to talk about uh, art, musical artist comebacks. And we got some artists to, to mention on that. But if you, you, if you have not heard the back-and-forth beef between the game and Meek Mill, you're obviously living under a rock with things in between your ears because this beef has been – I'm sorry to say – I, well, I'm not sorry to say, but it's been one-sided. I mean, the game has totally, unequivocally destroyed uh, Meek Mill uh, on wax. It's just, it, it's just no other way. Of that saying. man has taken uh, way too many L's, man. Last year and this year, pretty much the man's career is a joke to me. <laughs> I don't even see the appeal yeah. in him, like. I'm I'm actually a fan of the game. Like I've been a big fan since um, the G the G unit mixtape days when he when he right. made his mark and then the documentary back in 2005. And I he I had the, the man, documentary. I love that one. Oh yes, that one. Doctor's Advocate, um, LAX, and the. Have you heard the um his pretty much his latest one, which was um Blood Moon Year of the Wolf, with his daughter Callie on the cover? Amazing. I heard I I heard a track on it. I need to get the whole album, but I heard the track uh, Better Than Me, where You've he just got goes in on balance. It. It's pretty. Yes, it's it's actually better than Jesus Peace. I'd like to say, which was actually okay. weak to All me. Right. Okay. I'm going to have so, to check that yeah. right now, for real, for real. Absolutely. But, uh, but uh, for those of y'all who, you know, who don't know, the game, uh, Meek, apparently the game felt that Meek Mill was a snitch, uh, having to do with the, uh, you know, telling uh, authorities that he had something to do with the robbery of uh, Sean Ken- Kingston. So the game came at him. Uh, it came, the game came at him. And then next thing you know, uh, Meek Mill didn't unlike his beef with Drake, he didn't waste any time responding to the gay with his song uh Ooh, uh which was uh pretty weak. Uh the game had ninety two bars and then Meek Mill came out with Ooh, which was weak as hell, so game fired back at him with pest control. And I think pest control was the death was the death blow to Meek Mill. Because I listened to all three songs and the ninety two bars was dope. It, but that 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 uh oh my god that pest control Jesus Christ he just he, he killed him I I I was listening to that song and voluntary all I kept that in my was head. voluntary manslaughter dog that was involuntary manslaughter 
let me let me tell you something. I kept listening. All I kept all I kept hearing as I was listening to that song was Nelson from from the Simpsons. Stop, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> Fucking gone, Jeff. Dude, I was like, yo, why oh. are you killing? Like, you already killed him. You just brought him back to life to kill him again. Like, <laughs> it's like the kids. It's like those little kids that play Call of Duty with grown ass men. Like, stop killing me. <laughs> right. And then what made it worse? What made it worse is that on that pest control, not only did Game go after Meek Mill, but Game even threw a shot at Beanie Siegel though, because Beanie Siegel threw a bullies. shot at him. He threw a shot. Beanie Siegel threw a shot at at the game on the Ooh joint with Meek Mill. He actually threw a shot talking about don't make me come out of retirement. So the game told him he said the nigga hole gave you the game. You ain't soak it. You were supposed to throw up the rock, not smoke it, nigga. I was like, nigga, like, I, I couldn't deal. I was just like, okay. And then he said in the song he was going to make him take a knee like Kaepernick. I said, oh, my damn. Like, oh, my damn. Oh, my damn. Like, I was like, the bottom fix line, it, Lord. Oh. The bottom line is. That was too is, much for me. Meat Mill, he, he just needs to just stop. He really just he needs, needs to stop. The man is the king of elves. Yeah, he really is. The undisputed um, king of elves. Dog. Yeah. He, he's, he's, yeah. No, for real. Uh, and apparently there's actually a story on uh, BET's website that apparently Simmons has stepped in to intervene to try to end the beef between the game and Meek Mill. Uh, so you know, did you keep, that came out? Did you uh, keep the story with him with Nipsey Hussle trying to intervene as well? Yeah, I mean that they, they. I mean right here. I mean uh, Russell Simmons said that he, you know, stepped. He came forward to speak on the matter. Say that he decided to take matters in his own hands and attempt to facilitate a reconciliation between the two. He had a said that in an interview with uh, Hip Hop DX. Uh, saying that he spoke to both of them separately and that both agreed to meet with each other in person and maturely make amends. Uh, but apparently, the game, according to TMZ, came out and said that, Russell Simmons don't speak for me. I'm still beefing with the nigga. So, it's, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen here, but this beef, it looks like it's just like, the game just is ready to just, like, he 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 got called out and he he responded. As he, yeah, he's going what, for the jugular and he's not gonna stop till he sees fit that he's satisfied. Yeah, and that's I mean this is what a rap uh, beef is supposed to be like. Not that crap mm-hmm. that um, Bill and, J- and and Drake did uh, and everything like that. Speaking of Drake, before we move on to before we have our musical break and go into our next topic, I just wanted to bring this up because. This I saw this uh, video recently on 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 Facebook that really infuriated me to the core, and I'm pretty sure it infuriated you as well as well. Little Yachty, the little Yachty, this ignorant, ridiculous punk. Oh please! Shot a video. Shot a. uh, I'm going to. Little Yachty shot a video on it sitting there. Saying as serious as po- they possibly can be, that Drake is better than Tupac. I wanted to punch each and every one of them in the. I wanted to punch each and every one of them in the face. I, I, you know what? I actually did see that now. I had to put my phone down and walk away. I wanted to punch them in the face. I want. I wish sure. I was on that tour bus because I would have punched each and every one of them in the face. I'd have taken an ass whooping, but damn it, damn it, I'd take an ass whooping, but I'd punch every <laughs> single one of them in the face because I'm like, how dare you? How dare you disrespect someone who was an influential and very powerful artist? And no, you're not even an artist. An iconoclast. Iconoclast yeah, for that. But, but yet you 
sit here and tell me that some singing ass dude don't even write his own shit is better than him? No. I will Absolutely not sit here not. and listen no. to your lives. Like I really I couldn't believe that. I had to watch it again. I, I had to suffer through that I mean, a second how, time. To make sure I, mean, I heard how do you it how do you how do you feel? How do you feel how do you truly feel about it? It made my soul burn. It made my soul burn, Chance. Man, I was like, these irking jerk dudes need to sit their asses down. None of them grew up in the era that we grew up in, which was pure hip-hop in its purest form. You're one of these irking jerks rappers that don't know nothing of every element of any element of hip hop whatsoever. All y'all doing is making noise. You're not writing lyrics. All you doing I have to mute I have to it's the I don't even listen to the radio. I listen to more of YouTube and even some of my downloaded stuff than the crap I hear today. Because it's so annoying. Like, are you serious? Drake is better than Tupac? Please go play hopscotch in a minefield, please. Just, ugh, rant over. I'm done. That hurt my soul. I, it burned my soul. I'm, like I said, I wanted to punch every single one of them ignorant niggas in the face. Over and over and over again. Like, I would have taken an ass whooping. I would have taken an ass whooping. But trust and believe me, they would have known. They would have felt the fact that what they're saying is absolute garbage. It's absolute garbage. That was the most ignorant shit I ever heard in my life. Yeah, their music is garbage. And they're just, they're, they're ignorant young kids who don't know nothing about nothing about nothing, period. Uh, but I just, I just had to get that out of it, out there because I'm just like, oh, I just, I'm with it you. just, it's just, it needs, it needs to be known that, you know, that these kids really are just not respectful of the, the, the artists that paved the way for them to be where they are today. They Absolutely. really have no respect, no respect. Mm-mm, not at all. And it's like, it's like, okay, you know, why? But yeah, some of these, some of these people out here are buying their stuff and making these kids rip, so that they can have a platform to be as disrespectful as they are. And it's like, you know, what the hell? Like, I, I just, I can't. If Tupac can't, was alive, Champ. If Tupac was alive, he would. They would all him and. Yachty and his entourage will be looking like dude on that security camera at that MGM grand fight when he, when they, when, did you see that tape back in 96? Which one? When uh, Tupac and his entourage beat down a bunch of folks. If Tupac was alive and heard that mess, he would have been, that's exactly what would have happened. Yep. Or worse. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. That that that's true. That's that's true. That that's very true. That's very 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 oh. true. Uh, but again, it's I just I just I just feel like these young kids they they just they just have no none at all, and it's it's just uh, it's, it's so disgusting. But you know what? Eventually, eventually, they are going. You know, eventually they're going to fall off. And they're not going to come back. Not like some of the artists we're going to talk about uh, in our next segment, uh, which is Guess Who's Back, uh, artists that made a comeback. And speaking of artists that made a comeback, and speaking of Tupac, uh, Tupac is one of the artists that I feel made a comeback not once but twice in his career. And I'll speak on that uh, in the next segment. But but going into our musical break, I'm actually going to play a song that actually uh, highlights is is making a comeback uh and everything like that. It's called Picture Me Rolling, which is one of my one of my favorite Tupac songs. 
So we're going to play that for you. I love that song. We're going to play that for you. Yes, indeed. We're going to play that for you, and then we're going to come back, and then me and Lady just going to name off some artists that we feel, you know, faded away and then came back to to some success. Uh, Some names might surprise you. Some names might not. But hopefully uh, you'll be very informed about that. And then if you have some names that we may not give off, that we may not name, uh, definitely feel free to give us a call, 347-215-8558. Again, 347-215-8558. Make sure you dial once so we know you want to get on the line and let us know about some names that we may not have mentioned or expound upon some of the names that we do mention. But for now, picture us rolling. Right here. Yeah. Right there. Picture us rolling, baby. Yeah. Clearing up for you. All right. <laughs> yeah. My niggas look mad. Right. Y'all supposed to be happy on the street. Y'all niggas look like y'all wanted me to stay in jail. <laughs> but you be rolling in my 500 bins. I got no love for these niggas. There's no need to be friends. They got me under surveillance. I swear somebody can tell it. No, there's no being sold. But I ain't the one telling. Don't want to be another number. I got a fucking gang of weed to keep you going under. The federalists want to see me dead. Niggas still practice on my head. Now I got two rock dollars by my bed. I feed them lead. Now I'm released. How will I live? Well, God forgive me for all the dirt a nigga did. You feed kids. One life to live. It's so hard to be positive. When niggas shooting at your crib. Mama, I'm still thugging, the world is a war zone My homies is dead, mate, and most of them dead grown Full grown, following your man Just screaming on ways to put some reeds on the palms of my empty hands Just picture me rolling Busting the beans on rings that is stolen My dreams are tinted, my hopes are born I'm like a bean and finally seeing on the dope is gone My nerves are wrecked, heart beating in my head to swallow Thinking of the cheese, I'll be hoping Picture me rolling Baby, now Side a little bit so you can get a clear picture. Can you see it? <laughs> picture me broke. Yeah, nigga. Hey, but be fine, my nigga. Side dude. Get to me back. I got keys coming from overseas. Call the nigga 200 G. I'm a street commando, need no for example. This lavish lifestyle is hard to handle. So I got the balls, cause I'm more like a boss player. Buzz ready to be a woman layer. So many player haters imitate a steady swaying. Make me wanna start back banging. So I'm caught up in the game. Press code change. Pack a 40 clocks to tame or rearrange. All that jealousy and envy coming from my enemies. While I'm sitting on remand, running back like the Chevy's on the wrong. 96 big body in no wrong. About the zone, stone facing his own. You can admire, but don't look too long. I'm living a dream with triple B's in my pockets bulging. It's hard to imagine. Picture me rolling. Cause a nigga straight suffering from like I have a pain My bitch couldn't have a bag to see So I need to hit the lick drastically I see some bowling ass niggas and they slipping in my spot And I'm digging the pot, chicken in the pot We caught him sleeping, he didn't teach you niggas creeping It's how we do it every weekend, I don't mad I'm a couple problems, kick you up, we got the wrong spot, niggas on the clock. I get the liquor, and you can get the female. It's good to shit that we inflict and get the street sale. Move smooth as a motherfucker, me and my nine. Now I'm cool as a motherfucker, I'ma get mine. Now we're satisfied. Got the pockets on stolen balls, hog, and this cock, nigga. Cock, nigga. Picture us rolling. Picture me rolling roll call. You know some motherfuckers out there I just could not forget about. I want to make sure they can see me. Number one on my list, quitting correctional facilities. All you bitch ass videos. Can you niggas see me from there? Falling on y'all fuck ass. <laughs> Picture me rolling, baby. Yeah. All the niggas up in them cell blocks. I told y'all niggas when I come home or something. <laughs> That's right, nigga. 
picture me roast. Oh, I forgot the DA. Yeah, that bitch had a lot to talk about, of course. Can the whole see me from here? Can you see me, huh? Picture me rolling. And all you punk police, can you see me? Am I clear to you? Picture me rolling, nigga. Legit. Free like OJ all day. Can't stop me. You know I got my niggas up in this motherfucker. Manu, Pain, Sight, Mova, Mofrin. Sad dog, sad. Can you picture us rolling? Can you see me rolling? <laughs> Is y'all ready for me? We about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here. Close your eyes. And picture me rolling. We are back. This is your boy D. Shad. with me. Uh, that was top picture rolling. Uh, right. Uh, the all on me soundtrack. He song that you know that was a song he did right after he got out of jail. That was one of the comebacks that he made uh, in his career. We're gonna get into all that. The artist great comeback to these. Uh, 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 after they were gone, like once they came so uh, as always, kind of this shit. So, ladies first, and ladies, this is your your main boys, uh, Mike Jack. Go ahead and break us off with uh, a, a few names of uh, some artists that made a cut. Okay, one of my favorite artists who has made a comeback after a high a brief hiatus was Nas. Mr Nasir Jones who celebrated his forty third birthday on September fourteenth. Last week. Yeah. He you you know before the release of his album Godson after he was dealing with, he was mourning the death of his mother, Ann Jones, who passed away from breast cancer. That was a, the way God's son was done was just heartfelt and just powerful. He had that gangster element, but you saw, you felt that emotional pull he had. But he still had that that, ed, that edginess. Huh, what do you think? Because how powerful Free, uh, he came I, out from Live at the Barbecue? <laughs> that's another thing to think about with not that. He came out with Illmatic in the mid-90s. Like, 94. Uh, hot, crazy. Then he came out with a couple after that, uh, uh, I, uh, I am, and, uh, uh, a couple of them, but they did have the same that as Illmatic, and with Jay-Z for the takeover, and that was when he had Resurrection, and he came out with Ether, and he came out with Illmatic, and since then, just had, went on and up, uh, so he came out with like, you know, Godson, uh, and a couple others, uh, how they did, you know me, but it, it, it came from a couple of albums that caused him to kind of away. But then, when Jay-Z came on for he said, okay, you gonna come for me, I'm about to come so, and that's what Nas made that me realize That was probably one of the best beats ever in hip-hop. Yeah. That was Battle of New York, for real. Yeah. Yeah, that was then they came out with Black Republicans when he released <laughs> Hip Hop is Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So who else you got? 
Hmm. Dang. One of my favorite comebacks was good old The Game. After the two albums he put out in 2005 and 2006, he he came back with um what was that? He came back with LAX, which was a very powerful effort to prove that he's still ruled the West Coast. I don't know if you knew he dealt with, um, you know, personal issues and, you know, he even dealt with suicide, contemplating suicide, actually, before that album was released. LAX was a very powerful comeback, I have to say. And that was what, 07 or 08? Yeah, about around that time. Mhm. Despite his beef yeah, with Meek Mill, he's still one of my favorite artists. I don't care what anybody says. I see. I see. Eminem. I like to say Eminem was another powerful comeback after the death of his best friend. D12. Yep. Please do. I definitely will speak on that one. Um, well, his comeback was, um, was definitely like multi, multi-cut layered. Uh, first off, like uh, very importantly, the death of his best friend proved who was shot and killed in, in Detroit. But also the fact that he, you know, after the Eminem show, he got so into drugs that his uh, three albums that he released after the Eminem show just didn't measure up to the success of his first three uh, studio albums. Slim Shady LP, the Marshall Mathers LP, and Eminem show. Encore was a decent uh, attempt, but not quite uh, a good one. Then he had uh, relapse and relapse and relapse to refill, uh, and he had a couple other ones to re up, and it just it just wasn't the same Eminem. And then he had a near he almost overdosed on met on prescription medication, and that woke him up. Uh, he actually yeah. had to relearn how to rap, uh, according to many sources. He had to relearn how to rap. Then he came out with recovery. And when he came out with recovery, it was clear that Eminem was back and he was ready to reclaim being on top of the hip hop game. And then and he, he came out with Bad Me Then he came out with the Bad Me Evil EP with Royce Five Nine. He came out with the Marshall Mathers LP Two. He's working on a new album now. And it's just um, that's a definite like that's right there at the top when it comes to comeback Eminem to come back from a near uh, overdose and a drug addiction to basically just just keep selling and have just quality quality uh, work. Uh, not many artists can, can can say that, and Eminem can say not that. All. Still clean to this day, and not only is he clean to this day, but he's also. Uh, reconciled with his mother uh, via a song he did on uh, recovery. He, uh, well, not recovery. I think it was Marshall Mathers LP two. Uh, he reconciled with his mother, which is uh, which is awesome. Everybody knows in his first two albums, even on the Eminem show, he went for his mother's throat. But for him to reconcile with his mother definitely uh, uh, shows maturity. He was gunning for Debbie. Uh, he was gunning for Debbie. He was sending her for the firing squad every chance he got. Now, uh, another one that might surprise people that's considered a musical comeback, Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Because... Um, she came out with Butterfly in 1997, but then the 2000s kind of were not great for her. Uh, she had no, an emotional they... breakdown after signing a $100 million contract with Virgin Records. She ended up getting the deal bought up for half of that. She did that god-awful movie Glitter in 2001. Oh, so I, that was I kind of enjoyed it, movie, but... Ooh. I, I kind of enjoyed it, but at the same time, it is like, it was pretty bad. But then she came out to release The Emancipation of Mimi in 2005, which went on to have huge success. She had the song We Belong Together, named Song of the Decade by Billboard. Uh, 
It's like that. But, she had like know. that with Batman Scoop, and she also had Shake It Off, and she also had yep. um, she had Say Something with Snoop Dogg and Pharrell on the on the beat. Yep, and then uh, but you know recently she she's been like uh, not too recently, but about a couple years ago she had to deal with uh, she came for Eminem. And that was the wrong dude to come for, though. So Eminem kind of made her famous, and now she and she ended up getting uh, divorced from from Nick Cannon. But you know, it happens. Another artist yeah. come back. Um, another artist come back. Uh, Mary J. Yeah. Another story of coming back from drug abuse to to reinvent themselves and to be successful. I mean, Mary J. was heavy in the drugs and um, everything like that. Uh, and she came you got back from that. You've got, you've got yeah. something to add. Besides the drug addiction, the very, very, well, extremely toxic relationship she had with Cedric, Casey, Haley of the big R&B group, Jodeci, and who was also very big in the 90s. Their relationship was tumultuous from beginning to end. And I think he had a lot to do with her drug abuse, too, to be honest. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it because Casey did look like, Casey looked like he was on something every time I seen him. But that's oh, my thing. God. Even now. <laughs> Mary J came back from all of that and she really, you know, brought herself back and, you know, still, you know, she's still in the limelight for the most part. I mean, right now she is dealing with a very public uh, divorce of her, of her manager husband. And, you know, there's so many stories about why the marriage ended and things like that. But for the most part, uh, Mary's been able to stay clean. She came out with some with a couple uh, really good albums. Uh, and that's definitely girl. another. Uh, yes, indeed. That's another great comeback story right there. Is Mary J. Yes. Uh, another uh, comeback story, which is surprising, is uh, Justin Timberlake. Uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, you know, he had his success uh, in the late '90s, early 2000s, but then he started to question. Uh, his abilities in, in the music business, so he kind of took a step back, so to speak, and, uh, you know, try to figure figure it out for him, you know, figure it out and everything like that, and then that's when he came back with, uh, with his, with that new, with that new album, oh my gosh, his name escapes me, I don't know why it escapes me right now, I had, I had it in my, right, I had it fresh in my head, and then it just disappeared, um, but it, that album featured, uh, well-known hit suit and tie with uh, Jay-Z, uh, which was pretty, was really dope. Like, I I was never really a big Justin Timberlake fan, but when he came out with suit and tie, that was actually a really good uh, song. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Justin Timberlake actually took a step back from music because he really questioned, um, he had really had doubts about himself uh, he came back with uh, it was called the 2020 experience. Uh, so yeah, 968,000 copies in the first week. Yeah, uh, yeah. He came back that one like first week almost sold a million copies. Uh, it was seven years after he came out with Future Sex Love Sounds, which uh, only sold 300,000 less than that in his Justified first week. was his first album, which dropped in 2002. Okay. There you go. So, but he made a he made a comeback as well. Another comeback, Ti. Everybody remember Ti had to go do a bid. Uh, he did his bid. He came back out and he was doing it. And he did the damn thing. Mm-hmm. He did the damn thing. And I've always been a fan of Kang of the South. Uh, you know, he was like he was on uh, Tupac on a Tupac step, going to jail, coming out, and just going hitting the studio and doing the damn thing. Other artists came out of came out of jail, didn't really have the same success. You know, Ja Rule for one of them. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He had a major fall uh, from grace. 
Yeah, he did. We, we can admit that. Uh, same thing with Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne did his bit. He came out. He got. He actually got work. Doing that scissor for that. I am not a human being was awful to me. I can't wait till I get you on so good looking. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I can't deal with him. I can't deal with that dude. It is, it is madness. I'll tell you that much. But T.I.'s uh, first album yeah, after getting out of jail was Urban Legend in 2004. Yep. And he, he, like I said, it was dope. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, very few can, they can come out of jail and and have have success. Um, another another artist, which I think you were going to mention, uh, was Dr. Dre. Yeah. I mean, that, that man was He just never let up. After leaving NWA and dealing with the BS with Suge Knight and Defo had to offer. And he left with one thing. And he even mentioned it on his Behind the Music story. He left with one thing that was more important to him than any amount of money in the world. And that was his peace of mind. Yeah. He... I would say... But... He did. He came out with the, the that um, aftermath album, which was which did flop. It it had some good cuts, but it flopped on the charts. But then he came warm back with the out the 2001 album, which he came back and collaborated with Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Exhibit. MC Ren and a bunch of the bunch of artists from the left coast and he even regretted he he reached out to you know the Pete you know I don't in a couple of tracks he mentioned his goodbyes out loud and he forgave Easy E and his and even made a big album song to his brother at the end of the album, which was the message was Mary J. Blige and Ralph, which was, which was still considered to this day. And you also have to add in the fact that he was the man behind the uh, Straight Outta Compton soundtrack, which, which you could also consider a comeback being though 2001 uh, album came out in 2001, and then Straight Outta Compton no, that was came out, what, two years ago? That was 1990. That was 1999, 1999. okay. Right, 1999. And then Straight Outta Compton came out, what, 2004, 2005? 2014, 2015? 2014. So it was pretty much, yeah, so it was pretty much over a decade since his last actual album, though, a lot of what he was doing was being behind the scenes running Aftermath and putting Eminem on and G-Unit on and everybody else on, but everybody kept clamoring for an album from Dre, and then Straight Outta Compton came out, which he had, he had a major hand in uh, and everything like that. Uh, I think you kind of consider this a comeback, but Jay-Z, because Black Album was supposed to be his last album. He was supposed to retire. And he claimed he was right. fired, but then all of a sudden he brought back and he's been he's been doing it ever since. Now he's running Rockefeller and Def Jam and doing and he's probably one of the highest paid uh, musicians, artists of all time. Yeah. And just I got it. another one, champ. Champ, I got another one. Okay. Okay, go for it. Ice Cube. Yeah. I too. I came in with the save for this one. Okay. That man has never been whacked on anything. Hell. Mm -hmm. After that, um, next Friday, after that he did the War and Peace album that he did in the late 90s, early 2000s. Late, was that late 90s, if I'm mistaken? And you know he right. did the right. that, that he did the songs with his son Doughboy and OMG, which was actually.
actually pretty dope, I have to admit. Not many rappers' children that can put be put on that pedestal that you have such a I have a hip hop icon for a father and you're you're just as dope as he is. And then uh, I got another one for you. Uh, Tina Turner. Now, everybody remembers Tina Turner got put on by, you know, Ike. She dealt with yeah. a tumultuous, abusive relationship from him. When she finally divorced him in the uh, in the 70s, she went on to be one of the most iconic uh, pop stars in, in, in American music. Uh, a lot of her songs, even like with, during the Ike era and then after, are all... Timeless classic, uh, and that's definitely another, you know, uh, what's it called, a, a great comeback. Like I said, I could have really like killed her because that's how beauty was all these drugs, but she managed to get away, divorce them all. Absolutely. Ended up, like I said, just Not really can say that, shooting off into the stratosphere. Exactly. Shot up the stratosphere. Yeah, that's true. And it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, also, um, CeeLo Green made a nice comeback. Uh, everybody remembers. Everybody remembers he was actually a part of the Goody Mob in the late yes. 90s. Uh, but then he left, and um, his you know his first solo uh, outing wasn't really properly embraced. Uh, but then. He came out. He was so out there, though. He was very out there, and I think they weren't yeah, ready for that. Yeah, he came out. Yeah, he came out in 2006 uh, and formed now Charles Barkley, and that had some success, and especially with the hit song "Crazy." And then Woo! he came back uh, in 2010 and came out with the song and that's what really you know helped him to. To jump, to jump himself out there, uh, to separate himself from his uh, from his time with with the Goody Mob. Uh, so that's that's so a, was uh, an amazing album. I may add. Of... Okay, so yeah, was exactly. an amazing album. That came out what around the time of Queen and I came out, which was like ninety seven, ninety eight. Right. Yeah. I mean that. I mean, and then. Another, I guess you could call it a comeback, is Snoop Dogg because remember, Snoop Dogg in the early '90s was actually on trial for murder. That bad was on yes. trial for murder. It got off. Philip got Marion. off. Yep, and once he got off that murder charge, once he beat that murder rap, his career skyrocketed, and he hasn't yes. looked back since. Not at all. Yeah, look back to that. Yeah, but there was there would have been a time, there was there was, a, there was a point in time where we couldn't we probably wouldn't even have the musical styles of Calvin Brodus had he not beat that murder rap. But he beat that murder rap, and Snoop Dogg, you know, even though um, he did go to No Limit, and that was kind of eh. His time at No Limit was eh, but. You know, it didn't compare to his early days with Death Row. No, not uh, at all. The only album like, I yeah. did like that he did for No Limit was No Limit Top Dog. That was a very versatile album because you had a lot of the legends like Sugar Free, um, Silky Fine. Um, you had Raphael Sadiq in there. He had Dre on that album as well. Nate Dogg, Warren G., the late Mo- the late uh, rapper Mossberg was on that album as well, and that was back in 1999. And that, I believe that was his last album before leaving No Limit. Yeah. Then he did the yeah, last I think meal. It was last, time. last meal was yeah, after last... that album, actually, which was one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, true that. But uh, but I love I the just, fact just... he never. He never left Nate Dogg and Warren G behind. Ever. Two one three. Two one three. Two one three. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg. Yeah. I exactly. respect him for the fact uh, he never left his his roots behind. Ever. 
He almost every album he did, he had Warren and Nate Dogg on it. No matter what. Can you agree to that, Sam? Oh yeah, I definitely agree with that. Definitely, definitely, definitely agree with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's that just shows that list right there shows that a lot of artists they could be on top, but then all of a sudden almost lose it all, and then boom, they're back at it again and even better than ever. And mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's it's awesome. You know, it's awesome. Yes. It's awesome to see, uh, especially the ones that, um, especially the ones that uh, that uh, you know got over personal demons to to really succeed. You know, like Eminem or uh, Mary J, uh, The Game, uh, get over those personal demons and to make a comeback and still be hell, even a murder rap. Exactly, Snoop Dogg is murder rap. It shows you the resiliency of the of the human spirit to be able to be successful and uh, be great at what they at what they do. Um, yes. So that's you know. Indeed. So that's you know that's, that's just some of the names that you know we could think of. We we named off a lot of names. Uh, if there are some names that we didn't mention that y'all want to you know chime in on. Uh, feel free to hit us up on our on our Facebook group, uh, TSOTS presents Mike Check, uh, and you know just let us know in there. Uh, also, you can hit us up on our Twitter on Twitter using the hashtag TSOTS uh, Mike Check, and you know give us the names. You can even at TSOTS uh, Productions. Uh, you can at me D, uh, at DT's People's Chat. Uh, Lady T, you got Twitter? You got Twitter? Tell us Twitter. I need to get I need to get back on Twitter, baby. I knew you were going to ask oh, that. Did? I need to get back in the game, baby. I got to do my so own comeback. You got to do your own comeback with Twitter. <laughs> True that. Well, yeah, once you get, once you make that comeback, we'll, we'll get you your, your Twitter out there. So Absolutely. You on, Twitter, on, the Twitter, on the Twitter machine or anything like that. Just, you know, hit us up and let us know what, what are some artists that we might have missed or, or slightly overlooked. Um, in our in our in our list here and everything like that. Um, but hey, first show first show out the way, Lady C. How you feeling about it? I feel like I was born for this, baby. Champ, I feel like I was born to do this, baby. There you go. I feel there like you y'all have signed up the right person for the job, and I'm ready to take on this journey. With style and grace. There you go. There you go. Uh, you have any? You have any? Any final? Any final thoughts? Any shout outs or anything like that before we get up out of here? I just gotta give a shout out to poetry and Dolce Diva for giving me this beautiful opportunity, and a big shout out to the Bishop Eddie Eddie Kane. Wish you were here with us, but you are here with us in spirit. I want to give a shout-out to my whole Two Sides of the Story family for embracing me with open arms and just making the the welcome just as warm as any welcome I have ever experienced. I'm blessed to be here. I couldn't, be, I couldn't ask for a better opportunity. To be a part of something so beautiful, and I really appreciate. And big shout out to you for believing in me. So, so and y'all class, passing the torch to me meant the world to me, and I yeah, will make gotta all give of you shout proud. Out to Queen Poison. Gotta give a shout out to Queen Poison. Queen Poison, I know you're listening. We, you know, you know we miss you. I know you do your thing. Chills. Touch with us. Gotta give a shout out to Chills. Yeah, my man too. And uh just just a reminder you guys, you know that uh every every Thursday we're gonna be here with Mike Check, me, Lady T, uh the bishop. Uh every Wednesday me and Chills do Mike uh do Skybox, our sports and all that on Skybox. Uh remember every Friday got his and hers with uh Free and Ooch. So you make sure you tune into that. 
And make sure you hit us up on Facebook, uh, either TSOCF presents Mike Check, TSOCF presents Scott Box, TSOCF presents His and Hers. Just search TSOCF Productions on uh, TSOCF on on Facebook. You'll find a lot of our groups. We got quite a few of them. Uh, make sure you hit us up on the web, www.tsocfproductions.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TSOCS Production. Follow us on Instagram at uh, uh, TSOCS Production. Uh, and you know, just stay interactive with us. So we going we keep try, we keep coming up with big things around here, and you don't want to miss out when 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 this this channel goes goes big time because it's going to happen. I feel it. But uh, for that, that's it. That's all uh, for our newest. Uh, member of the TSOCS family, Lady T. This is DC People Share. We are out of here. We will see you next Thursday for another edition of Mike Check. Good night and God bless. God bless. Good night. We out of here. <laughs>